My guest today is Arthur Geese here to talk about his review of Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Arthur, welcome back to the program. Thank you for having me. What a sweet heart of a little game this seems to be. It is. It's a real refreshing change from the murder shoot mans of uh, fall of 2014. The murder shoot mans have been very good this year. They have the actually. Murder shoot mans have been good to us. Uh, but but it's a it's a refreshing change of pace. Look at that adorable little guy. It's like a baby. He's like a baby on a great adventure. He's too little. Get those coins or keep them. Well, well, guy pie. Uh, okay, so I have actual hard questions about this adorable little guy. Fire um, away. He may be a woman. I'm not sure. There is I... a toad and a toadette in the game. Perfect. <laughs> toadette is actually cooler than toad uh, in the game. Uh, she's got her own personality, I she guess. Does. Her own flair, her vibe. She definitely does. Uh, okay. Um, the uh, My first question for you is about uh, I, I should explain where I'm coming from on this one I have not played this game I have not seen this game I didn't play the levels in the game that it they stole the idea from huh. <laughs> Mario was it one of the Mario's it was there were side missions in Super Mario 3D World oh, no man I'm critical path you know me they call me Justin critical path McElroy I just blow past side objectives Justin um, the poop sock McElroy they call that's you. me that's me just grinding on through uh, here is an actual quote, how you describe this game to me, uh, the reader. If you played last year's Super Mario 3D World, you already understand Captain Toad's basic premise. Using Captain Toad or Toadette, you explore diorama-style stages, grabbing coins, crystals, and ultimately a gold star to complete the level. This is all very Mario, but the difference is in the details. You can't jump, and your walk is more like a waddle, even at full speed. Arthur, <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> Not only does that sound terrible, it sounds like an iPhone game, like a bad iPhone game, that I would probably not get. So, so it sounds abysmal, but you're clearly charmed by it. So what what's getting lost in translation? I think a lot of things sound terrible, and it just is entirely dependent on execution. And in this case, uh, Nintendo is re- remarkably successful at execution. Go figure. Um, the levels are designed around what you can do. Like, that's the point. It's not about, here are some tools and go screw around in this world and see what you can do. It's, you have very specific abilities, uh, and we allow you to interact with the world in these very specific ways that we iterate on and expand upon over the course of the game. And it's not about running through a platforming level as quickly as you can, grabbing coins and stomping on enemies' heads. It's about very methodically working your way through and finding all the crystals and finding the gold star at the end or finding secrets. Like, every every level has a secret objective. Uh, and okay. sometimes that's finding a hidden gold mushroom and sometimes that's getting a certain amount of coins or only hitting switches a certain amount of time or something like that. So... It's very much about how they use the tools at hand to make something that's really fun and doesn't feel overly punishing most of the time. Most of the time. What are the exceptions? Uh, Later on, there are levels that have you running uh, from start to finish, and you're sort of 
driving toad or toadette for lack of a better term and honestly his turn radius sucks so uh being that those paths are flecked on either side by lava that will kill you instantly if you run off the path those were just sort of just they they were rage inducing (laughs) i'll just put it that way and that's not new for a nintendo game i think a lot of nintendo games actually are really hard at times like mario can be really difficult at times and that was one of the times where it didn't feel just hard it felt unfair uh Mm -hmm. but those are a very small exception to an otherwise very pleasingly escalating series of challenges uh, you say, I'm sure I'm cranky indiv- uh, a unique cranky individual, but there wasn't a single time where blowing in the Wii U's gamepad mic felt like a good idea. I'm with you on that. When you have to blow into a controller, are those the moments where you just have to kind of set it down and say, what am I doing with it's my life? It's so stupid. It, what did I do? Where did uh, I go wrong? Also, it, about books. no matter what you're doing, it makes you look away uh, from the game. Like, if you're playing on your TV... Just using the gamepad as a controller, which you can only do sometimes because it requires the gamepad sometimes, you have to look away to blow into your controller. And if you're looking at the gamepad screen, you have to stop looking at the gamepad screen long enough to sort of position your mouth to blow into the mic on the gamepad. And it's never not stupid. It's stupid. I'm not, I'm not a fan of blowing into things. I would humbly request I never have to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I could. Uh, aesthetically, the, it, you, you you compliment the aesthetics of the game. Um, aesthetically, though, to me, an outsider who's just looked at like you know screenshots and a few videos, it looks very much just sort of like another Nintendo game. Now that's different enough from a lot of the stuff in the marketplace that maybe that's enough. But does it sort of set its aesthetic aside enough from you know the the typical Mario aesthetics? I think that they are really good at establishing a visual language. Um, Early on, it's a very specific kind of green grass, brown sort of dirt kind of aesthetic that Mario games are known for, but it branches out from there. Like it creates new kinds of environments, it finds new places to go, and they are all just really cohesive. Like they all fit together, they all fit within this world, um, and within the understanding that it really effortless effortlessly uh, puts out there, it it becomes fun to see the next thing that they're going to do. Uh, it animates well, everything looks great, it doesn't... Nothing is clipping through anything else. There's a level of polish and care present that a lot of big AAA games don't manage. Like, there's no guns floating in the middle of the air uh, equivalent in Captain Toad. Everything is just very deliberate and obvious and great. Uh, we have some questions from readers about this game. Tim asks... Nintendo recently announced games that uh, Amiibos will be compatible with, and Captain Toad is one of them. Based on what's available in the game currently, is there any way to tell how Amiibos will eventually be integrated into Captain Toad? I'd feel safer buying the game if I knew what sort of DLC to expect. Uh, I No, I have no idea how Amiibos will fit in, but there is an enormous amount of content in the game, including uh, once you finish the game, you unlock a a significant portion of additional content that I don't want to spoil because I don't think it's so much out on the internet right now. But for fans of Mario in particular and this game, it will seem like almost a whole other game of stuff. Uh, in addition to, like, I think, around 70 levels in the main game itself. Wow. Uh, we will come back to the question of value, but first, a thoughtful question from JD. He asks, is it problematic that the game centers on around one explorer 
entering already inhabited territories against the will of the inhabitants and removing their natural resources by stealth? Is it possible that the shy guys in their hoodies and masks that Toad repeatedly kills throughout the game are not authoritarian guards, but are protesters seeking to prevent the actual representative from the Imperial Authority from attempting to steal their natural resources? Uh, also, <laughs> so this is a reading of Mario as symbol of colonialism. <laughs> JD also asks, how much better is Nintendo at innovating platformers than the rest of the industry combined? Uh, well, that one's easy to answer because no one else is really making platformers except for, I guess, Sony is publishing Little Big Planet games. Um, mm-hmm. But those games have never had the platforming or game design finesse that the Mario games have. Like, they are much more about whimsical user-generated content possibilities than than anything else uh i think you could definitely read mario games as this horrific italian person annihilating a culture uh but i think they're supposed to be invaders in the mushroom kingdom aren't they i don't know it's you know plymouth rock didn't land on them etc etc uh a question from okay so the the question that a lot of people seem to be coming back to and we get different permutations on the same question but i'll, I'll read them anyway for just for a dramatic effect jerry says did the speed of toad slash toadette affect the gameplay uh, sorry affect the play time in a noticeable way what i mean is if toad had a normal walking speed would the game have gone by too fast or anything like that no jim asks how long does it take to beat what if you were to spend time to 100% it? I've heard it's only a few hours. Is three to four hours really worth $40? And that comes to my question. Um, this is obviously sort of a spinoff, and it's sort of a weird one. Do you think it needed to be a a disc release, or would this have been just as well served to be a, a you know sort of a weird downloadable offshoot? I mean, I talk about that a little bit in my review, that I think anybody else uh, would have published this solely as this sort of goofy downloadable thing, uh, whereas Nintendo committed to the retail release, which is typically Nintendo's way of saying we care about this game. Uh, I don't know how you would have to rush through this game to finish in three or four hours. Like It would be an enormous detriment, I think, to your enjoyment of the game to attempt to complete it as quickly as possible uh, to the point where even I, on a timetable, didn't try to finish it as quickly as I could. Like I tried to find as many crystals as I could. I tried to do as many side objectives as I could um, because I enjoyed them and because that's very key to the experience of the game. So... People saying that the game is short doesn't click with me. That game is not in any way short and has an enormous amount of additional content. It's weird, though. Right? I mean, like, I think anytime a large it's it's a it's a weird question whenever like a large section, as you've alluded to, is sort of cordoned off from the main experience. It's like, do you still count that? Should it be sort of if it's as sort of interesting like you're sort of hinting it is why not incorporate it into the you know into the main game canon justin canon <laughs> as the zelda series has taught us nintendo is obsessively There's devoted to a consistent timelines, yeah. timelines and logistics all right that's fine i'm not gonna get a straight answer out of you that's all right arthur no no that I is that you. is literally the answer there's a canon. Uh, there's canon. Maybe that's it. There's a canon. There are canons, but it's canonical. Uh, okay. Also, it's like a Mario game in that you unlock new levels as you play through the game. So okay, excellent, uh, Arthur. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you to you for listening to our uh, program. Uh, I, I kind of let the ball drop on some of these recent releases, but I'm slowly crawling my way out of this 
this uh this ditch that I found my 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 beaten corpse in. You finally so, ran out of turkey. I finally out of turkey. No more sweet potato stuff uh, dressing to to enjoy. Uh, so uh, I, I'm 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 back and making new episodes. So uh, thank you for listening. If you could go subscribe and rate on iTunes, that would just be super. And uh, until the next time we have a game to talk about for Arthur Geese, I'm Justin McElroy. Thank you so much for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.